Well, welcome to you all, whoever you are, uh, wherever you are taking part in this service from, whether you're watching it in Clapham or somewhere else across South London or further afield, whether you are a core part of our church family for many years or whether you've never stepped foot in our church building. I haven't stepped foot in it the last couple of weeks either. Whoever you are, you are very, very welcome. Thank you for being part of our service this morning. Now, in the journey of Lent, the 40 days through from Ash Wednesday through to Easter Sunday, today is Palm Sunday, the day that is known to be the start of Holy Week. And normally at HTC and amongst our services on Palm Sunday, we would have some palm crosses that we'd be handing out to everyone. And then Jimmy the donkey, the local celebrity, he would come and be part of our proceedings with the children. Uh, here's a picture of Jimmy the donkey. In fact, actually, it's a, it's a picture of two donkeys, even two Jimmies. We've got Jimmy the donkey and Jimmy Mulvaney. Now, on Palm Sunday, 2,000 odd years ago, Jesus rode into Jerusalem being worshipped and praised. People putting palm branches and cloaks on the ground before him, treating Jesus like a conquering king. Well, Jimmy the donkey, he's been placed on furlough like much of the working population of this country. But it is still Palm Sunday. And our reading today reminds us that just five days, just five days after Jesus has been treated like this king, he's suddenly been treated like a criminal as he goes to his death on a cross. And I thought this year on Palm Sunday, in the most disturbed and unsettled of times that we're in, I would trace our Lenten journey from perhaps a rather unusual angle. You see, back at the start of February, for many, Corona was a beer. Corona was a beer. And it was all about Mexico. Here's a recent advert for Corona beer telling us that even the Australians, the greatest consumers of the amber nectar in the world, even Australians drink a beer from Mexico. The tagline at the bottom of the advert, Corona, the Mexican beer the Australians drink. Now that was the start of February. But by the beginning of March and the beginning of Lent, for all of us, Corona obviously was no longer a beer, but Corona was a virus. A virus that was all about suffering and misery, even mayhem, increasingly mayhem across the globe. Creating mayhem to health, mayhem to finances, mayhem to church services, even creating mayhem to us leaving our own homes. And this virus, it's called coronavirus because, as you can see, the virus looks rather like a crown. And corona is Latin for crown. And whilst rightly, our focus has very much been on this crown, the coronavirus, as we enter the week leading up to Good Friday and Easter Day, well, our gaze, it should turn to another crown. Not the coronavirus, but the corona thorns. The crown of thorns that we find in our Bible passage today. It's a corona that is not so much about mayhem as about mockery. Just have a look again at our Bible passage. The innocent Jesus has just been put on trial and declared guilty. Whilst the guilty guy Barabbas has just been freed and declared innocent. It's this giant swap where the innocent is declared guilty and the guilty is declared innocent. 
Have a look at verse 26. It says, then Pilate released Barabbas to them. But he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. And yes, the soldiers are looking to increase Jesus's suffering. Verse 30 says they spit on him. They, they strike him on the head again and again. But what are the soldiers doing primarily? They are mocking Jesus's kingship. The one who has been hailed as king on Palm Sunday is now being mocked as a supposed king. You see, on Palm Sunday, robes are, are laid out on the road like a red carpet for Jesus to, to, to ride royally into Jerusalem. But on Good Friday, Jesus is stripped naked and mockingly given a robe to wear. King, don't be ridiculous. In those times, a crown was made of palm branches like the ones that were waved on Palm Sunday to Jesus. And the crown, it was placed on the head of victors, winners in sporting contests. But by Friday, what happens? This idea has been reappropriated to declare Jesus not the ultimate winner, but the ultimate loser. A crown of thorns, not a crown of palms, a crown of thorns shoved on him. The thorns going into his head and the mockery going into his heart. On Palm Sunday, the crowd is declaring praises of Jesus. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But on Good Friday, what happens? The soldiers crowd round and mockingly kneel in front of Jesus, crying out, cackling, Hail, King of the Jews! Make no mistake, Matthew tells us this is all about mockery. Verse 29, they knelt in front of Jesus and mocked him. Verse 31, after they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. And do you remember what happens a few verses later after our reading when Jesus is on the cross? People shout out, they shout out, he saved others, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. That's the whole point of the cross. The king of Israel's choice was to save others or save himself. He could have saved himself. He could have come down from the cross. This is the man, after all, who previously calmed the storm, healed the sick, cast out demons, fed the 5,000, raised the dead. This man is God come to earth. He is the heavenly king. He could have saved himself easy and come down off the cross. But he didn't. He didn't. Why? Because he chose not to save himself so that he could save others. His death so that you and I can live. You see, we are just like Barabbas, the guilty guy. Jesus, the innocent, treated as guilty so that the guilty us we can be treated as innocent. And in the light of Easter, the one who died, he rose again. He, he showed that he is the king with victory over sin and death and he has ascended into heaven and he is now crowned with glory. There's a verse in Hebrews, Hebrews 2 verse 9. It summarises it so well. It says this. It says, we do see Jesus who was made lower than the angels for a while when he was here on earth now crowned with glory and honour because he suffered death 
so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. You see, the corona glory, that is where Lent ends. The crown of glory that is all about Jesus's majesty, the majesty of the true king. And so that's our rather unique journey through Lent this year. Four crowns, four coronas. Corona beer, all about Mexico. Coronavirus, all about mayhem. Corona thorns, all about mockery. And corona glory, all about majesty. And the question is, where do you and I fit in on this journey through Lent? Corona beer? Well, welcome if you're watching this from Mexico, but I think most of us, we will have recognised that there is more to life than having a beer as, as refreshing as Corona is. We'll have moved on from that. But many of us, we may still be at coronavirus. Now, please don't get me wrong, I'm not minimising what is a massive issue for us in the world right now. None of us have ever experienced anything like it in our lives. We're so grateful for those who are on the front line of tackling this crisis. We're, we're praying for them. We are cheering them on, including many who are part of our own church family. We're praying for those who are suffering and struggling at this time. We're putting the love of Jesus into action through our HTC On Call ministry. But rather than merely sort of focusing down on the coronavirus, looking at it, as it were, through a microscope, like, like Jamie was telling us the other day, rather than just looking down at the coronavirus, we need to lift our eyes to Jesus and look at him through a telescope, as it were. Look at him in his, all his majesty and all his greatness. You know, if, if you were to visit Buckingham Palace today, which of course we can't because of the lockdown, in it, on display in Buckingham Palace, is a book that was written by King Charles I shortly before his execution in 1649. And this book, it's called Icon Basilica. And in the front of the book, it has this striking image. King Charles I, he's seen kneeling. And in the picture, you can see three crowns, three coronas. There's his royal crown lying at his feet. Then there's a crown of thorns that he's holding on to, knowing that he's about to be executed. And then he's looking up, his eyes lifted up towards the third crown, the heavenly crown of glory. And the message is clear. King Charles, he is ready to take off his earthly crown, take off the crown of him being in charge, of him being king. He's prepared to take that earthly crown off. And to take hold of the crown of thorns, the, the crown of suffering, and be executed. And the message is he's prepared to do that because he's lifting his eyes up. He's lifting his eyes up to the heavenly crown of glory, to Jesus. Now, I'm no historian. I, I don't know whether this was just positive spin by the royal supporters of the day. I, I don't know the reality of the situation back then, but I do know this. I know that you and I, we may not be the King of England, but we all wear a crown too. We all do. We all wear a crown. We, we like to be in control. We like to have dominion, to have authority, to, to rule over our own lives. We like to be king. And if this corona crisis has taught us anything, it has taught us that we are not in control. 
I said earlier in the week on HTC Daily that there's been, if you like, this has been the biggest perspective shifter for me so far, the realization I'm not in control because my natural tendency, I'll be honest, my natural tendency is to try and sort out a situation in my own strength. I think that if I can just sort of get back control over whatever's gone out of control in my life, I can get back control if I just try hard and hard enough. That's what I think. But of course, what a totally, ridiculously ludicrous unreality that is that I'm thinking. All of us, we've been shown by the coronavirus that we are not in control. And just like King Charles I, you and I, we have a choice. We have a choice. Do we just try and keep to be in control ourselves, keep our own earthly crown on? Or will we lay our crowns on the floor? Will we lift our eyes up before our true king, our heavenly king, the one who wears the corona glory? Will we do that? Will we wear the crown ourselves, Or will we, will we lay it down so we can look our eyes up at Jesus? If you look at that picture of King Charles I and you look at the king's earthly crown, in that picture, you'll see the word that summarises the earthly crown written on the inside of the rim of that crown. It is the word vanity. Vanity means thinking too highly of ourselves, thinking that we can be in control because we're so great. And today, yes, there are some like those soldiers back in Jesus's day, some who actively mock Jesus and the Christian faith, as it were, shoving the crown of thorns on Jesus. But more of us, and I include myself a vicar in this, more of us, we, we mock Jesus not in active ridicule, but we mock Jesus by keeping our earthly crowns on our own heads. By saying, through our actions, by saying, Jesus, Jesus, I think I know better than you. And that makes a mockery of King Jesus. That the king who is the king of all majesty and might, it's, it's us saying, I know better than Jesus. And that is vanity. And so instead, this day, this day I invite you and me to relinquish control to lay our earthly crowns on the floor and to look up again above the mayhem, above the mockery, to look up again at the one who is crowned with glory. I invite you to travel the Lent journey all the way to Jesus, the majestic one crowned in glory. And I invite you to say, Hail King Jesus. Hail King Jesus, not as a, a word of mockery, but as a word of worship and adoration, a, a word of recognition that this king, this king who in love went to the cross for you and me, that this king, he is the best person to be in control of our lives. For this king, this majestic king, King Jesus, he is with us, he is for us, and he is the one who is in control. Shall we just, wherever you're sitting, 
shall we turn to prayer. Let's pray. You know, there's a wonderful verse in the very last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation. And it pictures this scene in heaven. And there are these people who are gathered around the throne, King Jesus' throne. And these people, they represent all of God's people throughout history, all the people who have said to Jesus, Jesus, come and be in control of my life. And the verse says this, it's Revelation chapter 4 and verse 10. It says, they lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power. And so today, Lord Jesus, we take a moment to, as it were, lift our eyes above the mayhem of the coronavirus. And today we choose to lay down our earthly crowns before your throne. Today we choose to lay down our desire to be in control of life independent of you. And Lord Jesus, in our mind's eye, we look up to you, the King, the one who is crowned with glory, the one who's far better than us at controlling and running our lives. And today, Jesus, we worship you. And we say, Jesus, thank you that whatever is going on for us at this time, we say thank you because you are worthy to receive glory and honour and power. And can I encourage you just in this moment, just to take a moment of quiet, a moment to pause and to just say your own words to King Jesus at this time. Recognise again who he is and thank him that he is the one who is the best at being in control of your life. Let's just be quiet for a moment. And Lord Jesus, I pray particularly for some listening right at the moment, that those images of lifting their eyes up to you, those, that image of taking off their earthly crown and try, stopping trying to be in control of their own lives in their own strength, that those images might really have spoken to some listening today. And I pray now that by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would enable each one of them to know your freedom and your joy and your love. That love that comes most clearly when we have you truly as king of our lives. Lord, pour out your blessing now, I pray. In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.